Well, what do you mean they were signed to, to make sure? No, I, I disagree, guys. Respectfully, I think that my audience is going to, you know, listen more when I offend like that. And I don't think that you are being fair when you just say it's like trashed mouth. What, because I say that they're gonna th and that every single one of them is not worth a damn And that every single Jewish <laughs> and the black <laughs> right? and don't get me started on the fucking women. <sighs> okay, what I meant to say with less curses, these guys, you need to just educate yourself, take a deep breath. Look in the mirror and say, there goes a mother, son of a douche. Three, two, one, we're live. Welcome to the Ryan Smith Podcast, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Get your umbrellas out because I'm going to brainstorm today. It is Monday. You know what that means, Social Issues Day. Woo! I love Social Issues Day. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, six people in the booth with headsets on and... <laughs> Ah, you guys can't talk at once in mine. I just heard someone say, don't talk about us. <laughs> don't tell them we're here. Fuck you. <laughs> then don't be here. If you, I, what the fuck? <laughs> don't tell them we're here. What the fuck do they care? I don't care about you. You think they care? You're going to make me stop cursing. Fuck you. Oh my God. Such a distraction. So, anyway. Social Issues Day is my favorite. So, ah, Denver, Colorado today, beautiful day, 20, uh, 28 degrees out, it's uh, the last day of February, it's, you know, here at 641, we're getting close to 9am on the east coast, 7am in the mountains, and I'm getting ready for some of my death wish coffee in my beautiful Keurig iced coffee capable brewer in under two minutes. This show is brought to you by both of them, along with Weiler's Light. Do you like a drink available to you in under three minutes with just adding water and ingredients? Try a Weiler's Light. Okay, there we go. It's the first try. <laughs> Whatever I can tell that person, that person is from the marketing team. I don't think she thinks Wilers is gonna hire me. I disagree. Wilers is fucking awesome. I have them all over my fucking kitchen counter, and they're staining everything. Because after I get myself a drink, they fucking someone doesn't throw them away, me, and you know they make a mess, but they taste delicious. And I water them down to make them even lighter. It's a great little drink. And. I'm not being paid to say this, but singles to go are a very good option when you are on 
the run, the run, the run. Sorry guys, I, I wasn't reading anything. I just, uh, all right. So Death Wish Coffee will kill you. The Keurig is a ripoff. Um, it's a trick to make you pay Starbucks price coffees in your own home. All right. So now onto the Jews, the blacks, the Episcopalians, the Mexicans, and the trans community. I want to offend you, and I think that, well, I think that you should come back after this commercial break and listen to me do it. And by then, we'll have enough votes on our social issues, and we'll be ready to rock. <laughs> Who doesn't love a commercial break that's under 10 seconds and with nothing except, like, you being confused, wondering why I just read off all of our sponsors in three minutes? I, basically, guys, what I did is I just broke every single rule that was listed that I cannot do when pitching the product as a test. I'm going to bet, just like last week when I called the CFO Google and uh, gave out his personal cell phone number, called his wife a whore, and called him a rapist... But then did him a little a little favor on the side, and all of a sudden my ban is lifted, and I have a contract with four social media networks, and the people that were following. I gotta be careful. I say this. Let's just say some inconvenient things in my life that were happening. He put a swift end to them. Um, yeah, if you didn't know, I had brass balls. Well, I guess that little opening segment has upset Spotify, Anchor, FM. Jesus Christ, guys. How many fucking names are you going to add before you realize you sound ridiculously stupid? So they have assigned me Lauren, the producer. (laughs) My favorite, Lauren, the producer. (laughs) She's the newest one. I just met her this morning. My God, what a fucking bitch. She's on a seven-second delay. She's getting really mad soon, so... Um, Let's... uh, just get the show rolling. All right, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Happy last day of February. And you know what that means. Football season. Wait. What the fuck does that mean? It means... It means March is tomorrow. Fuck, it means rent's due earlier than normal. God damn it. And you guys want some extra money? Anyone need an extra couple bucks? Give me a call. I got you. I got you. Me and uh, me and my brajol got you right here. <laughs> How we doing, guys? Welcome in. I am humbled, honored, and excited to uh, get at you today. Um, we're going to start structuring the show. I got this beautiful, talented, pain-in-the-ass new producer that can actually void my contract. Her name is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Cut her mic. <laughs> She's talking right now. She doesn't know her mic is cut. She has a seven seconds of light. Oh, watch your face. I'm just shaking my head right now, guys. That was me. That was me. That was me. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Listen, you might be my boss, but you're not going to fire me because my listeners love me. They're going to get my back. They're going to riot. They're going to fire you. I want to know it's a producer. 
You're the person telling me stuff saying fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. Will you marry me? Wait, didn't they fire somebody for that? Get out of my headset. It was not misogynist. Will you go get me a fucking cup of coffee? God. And my fucking my suit coat looks awful. Iron. Well, I don't know what a producer does. What? Who are you? Why do they keep assigning people to you? Oh, because oh, I, I keep getting them fired? Oh, making them quit. No, no, no. I don't make people quit. I had like four wives. Every single one of them started alcohol abuse problem, and not one of them has quit yet. I'm not vulgar. I am colorful. Excuse me. I'm I'm talking to my fucking listeners, lady. All right, get the fuck out of my face. All right. <laughs> she just said I'm fired. That's it. Anthony, that's my look. Anthony! Lawyer! My boss is trying to fire me! I am gonna hit her with a baseball bat! <laughs> That'll fix it. <laughs> I am completely against hitting women. With baseball bats, especially. But, I mean, at least, like, fucking Jesus Christ, guys, hitting them is wrong. A baseball bat? Why do you wanna do that, President Biden? He's the one that told me he was going to do it, but he also started trying to fuck the toaster. <laughs> I, I think think he's losing it. I remember this happened to a president before. His wife started to take over. Wait, that just gave me an idea. Do you guys think that I'm cute enough to cut off my pishkadil? You know, go tranny. Wait, what was it? What is the correct word? Yeah, tranny, right? Trangina? Get a trangina. Get a transgynectomy, marry El Presidento, and I'll become the real one running the show because that guy's going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So what do you guys think? What do you think? Huh? Comment on the screen. Yes or no for transgina. Oh, shut up. Lauren, didn't you fire me or something? Well, good luck getting me off the air because as, as you're finding out right now, that door is bulletproof glass and that lock is going to take you an hour to get off. If you take the door off the hinges, you could get in in a half hour. But what are we at? We're already four minutes in. <laughs> I mean, what? What? All right, so let's start the show. Guys, Mondays, we're going to structure it. She was supposed to provide the structure. Social issues. What do you want me to talk about? Go. I'm going to give you guys a minute. I'm going to go smoke a joint. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I used to smoke a lot of blunts, but they make me fucking all fucking paranoid and shit these days. So I'm going to get a cup of our sponsor, the delicious Death Wish Coffee. Guys, <laughs> I love that you pay me, but when I'm drinking your product, it makes me feel like I've done cocaine. And I know that's probably what you're going for with the name Death Wish, but I mean, come on. You're making me really feel fucking bad. My my doctor, the last thing he said, he's like, try to keep your blood pressure down. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Death Wish Coffee just sponsored me. He's like, what's that? I was like, I don't know. They have 282 milligrams of caffeine per cup. It's like drinking 11 cups in one. And you can die from it. 
I'm not allowed to say that. They said that they would drop their sponsorship. They said especially drop it if I called it liquid cocaine. I'm not calling it liquid cocaine. I'm saying it is liquid cocaine. I'm not calling it shit. I'm reading a fact from my journal. This is liquid cocaine. All right. All right. Who have I offended? Oh, yeah. We didn't get to social issues. Did I offend everyone yet? Did I get the blacks, the Jews, the Episcopalians, the Catholics, the whites? Did I get everyone in? No? We'll, we'll have plenty of time. Pick a good social issue. Let's go. Right, let's take a second out to get paid. Anchor.fm. This is the podcast wing of Spotify.com. This is what I am proud to call my home host platform. Anchor.fm slash RXAN hyphen Smith6. And that is where you'll hear the Ryan Smith podcast brainstorm daily. Guys, I just want to say that Anchor is uh, of the... Was it 16? I lost count. 16 stations that have picked me up. What was that? A horn? Yeah, that was my 32nd horn. Guys, I can count. You know, enough. Enough. Now you're going to rush me. 16 stations have picked me up. I think all of them except iHeartRadio. I do not heart radio. They can uh, go heart themselves. Uh... Anchor.fm. You think about doing a podcast? You have anything interesting to say? You know, why don't you uh, give them a try? It's a great place to, uh, you know, work out your uh, your muscles when you're just starting. And if you're uh, incredibly charismatic, intelligent, intriguing, and interesting, man, sponsorship. They and they're shameless though. They'll, they'll make their host plug them on their station, like what I'm doing right now. 90 seconds? Yeah, anchor.fm. All right, guys, so here we go. We got the last, the uh, top three. Here we are, a top three social issues. Let's see. Gender inequity. Health care affi- availability. And child obesity. Oh, my God. Guys. You can hear me be very, 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 very intelligent sounding on all of these. Are you giving me three because I get to pick? Okay, let's say gender inequities one, health care two, child obesity three. People in the booth that are paid, are there seven of you now? Where did Laura and the producer go? Whoa! What the fuck did you get in here? Yo, if she has a mic caught, if she has a microphone, I'm not doing this. What do you think? She's more effective next to me? Okay, okay, fine. Hey, Lauren, are you uncomfortable with this? What, am I too close? No, I like doing my podcast staring at people with my mouth open. Or do you want me to talk? Okay, I'll talk. Stop. Stop writing the word stop on a piece of paper. I'm going to make you look like a fool. If you want to be in the booth, then you're going to have to deal with me facing you, talking a little out of the microphone, and I'm going to stare at you right in the eyes the entire time. All right. Good. So, the booth. What are we voting? There's a sign. Please, please, God, not gender inequity. Well, I guess we have a winner. Gender inequity will be our social issue today. All right, guys. Gender inequity. Um, 
Do we have time to discuss all 79 genders? 78, 78, 76, 82. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, T. Alphabet people? The LMNOPs? L -M -L what is it? LGBTQ? LGBTQs? T's. Listen to me. You just changed it, the number of genders five times in three seconds. When did you get a fucking slap machine looking thing that is in my booth telling me how many genders there are? You think I don't know how many genders there are? There's 81, 80, 79. Guys, what's happening? How, how does it change that fast? Let's just go with the two that I'm familiar with. Which are me, which are uh, men and bitch uh, females. Um, all right. So the inequity that I see is that. Well, I don't know. Well, women have nicer boobs. That's their asses. What? I, what do you mean, fucking intelligent way? Fuck you. I'm intelligent. Everything I say must be in an intelligent way. How about if I were to say that gender inequity is mostly a matter of imagination? It's a fucking equation. Women have been in the workforce for less years than men. Therefore, once if you could freeze men for 30 years and give women the power that men had of you know, being free of something other than secretaries, then unfreeze in 30 years, gender inequity wouldn't be an issue. But by then we had 184 point, uh, fucking genders to discuss, so you know, it would be a whole new fucking you know, thing. I want to know how the fuck the same side of the political spectrum is pissed about gender inequity and also can't decide if there's 30 or 40 genders. Hmm? Inequity. Inequity. That kind of implies that there's two things that are unequal, right? You guys also think there's more than two genders, though. And there's that, what's that thing, robotic, bionic? I always forget. What is it? Come on, somebody, help me out. What's that thing I always forget that YouTube threw me off for saying something about? Oh, God, come on. Yeah, I was just going to... Non-binary, non-binary, there we go. Thank you, Ryan and Google. By the way, Bing is our sponsor. It's the search engine that you use when you have never heard of another search engine. And Windows puts it on your computer automatically. It's awesome. The marketing guy has just left the booth. All right. What is your job at the booth? Operations? By the way, yeah, you go to business school. We have marketing, finance, economics, uh, management. And then we have you people who are like uh, secretaries that they felt bad for. Uh, okay, thank you. Out of the booth. The complaint department is right there. You'll see it. There's a little number one. There's a pin and a grenade behind it. So you just pull the pin, take a number, and I can tell you to go fuck yourself because it's my show. All right. Got five of you. Lauren, is the eye contact bothering you yet? I've been staring at you for quite some time. Lauren, why are you unbuttoning your shirt? Guys, hold on. Let me and Lauren go. Oof. All right, man. I love that you can just hit pause and play. It's so much better than a radio. I, <laughs> Lauren is no longer a problem. Me and Lauren are friends. All right. So about gender inequity, it is definitely 
unfair that I can make a woman cry and shake that easily. <laughs> it's unequal. <laughs> All right. And she really, to me, the second it's over, I'm just like, can I have a sandwich? Lauren, by the way, hey, no, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's not, it's no disrespect. I'm just, it's what I'm paid to do. Get me a sandwich? You know? Maybe like a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese? And an everything bagel? Could get it. Scoop. All right, guys, the booth has three people left. One of them just disappeared. That must have been the boss. <laughs> he must be going to get the police or something. So operations, I let them know that human resources is not part of business. It's part of fucking filing cabinets. The marketing people got mad that I didn't respect any of our sponsors who pay me, supposedly. Whatever. There's so many of them. Some of them are going to fucking appreciate the humor. Um, Lauren left because she had too many orgasms. Uh, and to get me a sandwich. What were we talking about? Gender inequity? All right. Well, it does look unequal. There's like six women and two men in this entire Lauren plus seven in the booth group. But, all right. Let's see. There's three men left in the booth. Yeah. It appears that the women are a little more sensitive. Perhaps the rules being the same in writing for each gender, but feeling unequal, and you're using the quantitative value of salary as your big issue? Well, I just want to bring up that, okay, salaries can differ for lots of reasons. You have chosen female. I have just shown you that I've these eight people three are left I had sex with one of them I insulted one of their professions one of them I did everything they told me not to do and the other one I don't know what happened and then uh, yeah I guess um, they felt that leaving their job because they were upset was the right way to behave this is what I'm going to tell you guys. That was way easier than I thought. All right? Gender inequity is a thing, of course. I uh, I call my mom because she was a, she uh, was the first to alert me this way before it was an issue. And um, I said to her, so mom, look, what if I were to tell you I don't know much about the issue of gender inequity? I don't think it's really a thing. I have a feeling that Men have been working longer than women, and this is a cutthroat world, and you got to be cutthroat sometimes to get ahead, and only the cutthroat people will be the boss. And the cuttest of the throatest of these people will be the biggest of the big bosses, right? So I asked her, all right, pay, disproportionate pay between men and women is the problem, right? Mom. You were in charge of hiring people. Let's say you got fifty to eighty thousand dollars to negotiate a salary, right? A uh, a woman came in, or a man came in. And I said, let's say it was a uh, a woman. Okay, she says right. Now has this ever happened? Because I, you know, I've hired a lot of people too. They don't know what your budget is. I mean, they they have no clue. They can if they depending on how much research they 
they do. They know they can figure out what the industry average is, what the state average is. They, they know it's all up to them. Number one, how much homework did you do? So, we get to put in here. So, so what are we looking uh, in ways of compensation? What are you looking to make here? Well, um, you know, I need at least twenty thousand dollars to pay my bills. My last job, I was making thirty, and I was broke. So I was thinking at least 25% higher, or I, I don't know, maybe 20% higher, but and, you know anything less than that, I, I mean, it's not an improvement of lifestyle. And I liked what I was doing before, so I, it will be a non-starter. I said, so mom, this person has basically just told you that 20%, even though she wants 25%, she like, gave you her low and her high in her fucking statement. 37, 5, 35. One's fifteen thousand under your lowest budget number. One's twelve five under your lowest budget number. Hey mom, what did you do? What did you do? She's like, I did what I should have done. What's that? Did you take them aside and explain to them that you know that? There's a way they can look up what they're worth, and before the interview, they should see what that state pays on average, or that school, or that district, whatever. Yes. Okay, well, Mom, so since, you know, you weren't going to give, you know, it, I said, Mom, you know, that's not your money. That's a taxpayer's money. If it was legal to pay them, and you're giving them 25% more, and they said that they were kind of struggling with 25% less. I mean, you're improving their lifestyle. That's their fault, right? It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. I mean, you got to, you know, do something um, to show that we are. Isn't that also, by the way, a sign that if she's going to teach our children that she shouldn't maybe be a teacher? Mom, did you ever offer them under the 50000 No. I did the wrong thing, okay? Mom, but that wasn't your money. Ryan, don't get me started. Mom, I'm just saying, is it possible that men get paid more because they've had more experience in the workforce because of the nature of this country socially in the 50s and before? I suppose it's possible. But every time, well, I'm sure, sure it's not every time, Oprah is the richest black person in the world. I mean, she's a woman, right? <laughs> um, do you think that she had anything to do with negotiating softly or you think she was a tough fucking cookie I bet you this is the I bet you the latter I said no mom here's a real question I want to know this is what I want to know did you give any of them over 50,000 after whatever you said to them you did did you give any of them less than 51,000 no so it wasn't your money. It was taxpayers' money. Women don't get paid enough because of gender inequity. You, the boss, who think this is a big problem, decided to take it into your own hands and solve the problem by taking money that wasn't yours, that they didn't earn because they interviewed and prepared poorly. And not only did you do that, I didn't even ask how high she went. Because I definitely didn't want to hear that she went to 80, which I have a feeling she did. She didn't even give them the low end, which would have been, guys, 
Don't forget, 35 would have hired him. You give him 50? That is fucking 40% more money. Do you hear me? I'm sorry. They were making $20,000. You could have had them happy by saying 40 if you wanted to be nice. Right? And that would have been 33% more than they would have taken. And guess what? It would have also made you a better person at your job because you would have offered 20% lower than your boss and the taxpayers even thought was possible. Everyone wins, right? You look good. She's like thrilled. She's like 37.5 is what I really want. And you're how about 40. You save the taxpayers 10 grand. If a really qualified person comes in and wants 90, now you can pay them. She's happy. You look good. The taxpayers were done their service. And a woman, yes, is getting paid less. So it makes this one factor they have, salary, you know, look bad. But wait a minute. It doesn't because she said if that were a man, she would have actually not given them the advice. Woo! Lot to digest there. Here's what the man, my dad, said. What would you do? Well, I would usually say to them, uh, I would start to ask them if they would mind if I asked questions about their bills, and I would take it upon myself, he said, to figure out what. I could do to make rent be 50%, and I'd see if that were under budget and above what they asked for as their high, and if it were, that's where I'd go. He's like, if it was not, then I would just go 10% to 20% more than their highest, so long as I could stay 15% under the lowest I was expected. Guys, when somebody offers you the fucking highest When they offer you, this is what I want. This is what I really want. And neither of them are close to what you are authorized at the lowest to pay. You know what I said? I'll tell her $30,000. And if you do well, most people get a cost of wage. I'll tell you what. $37,500 next year if your performance evaluation is exceptional. Plus the cost of the living, and I'll give with that as a rider on your contract. Say that my parents raised the one, only one that made the right choice. My father made ninety percent of the right choice. My mother made a completely wrong choice in every way you measure it, and complained that there's gender inequity. Yet she said that if it were a man, she would not have shown him the same treatment. We did not get into how much she would offer him. I was wondering if she would like be like, well, we got twenty five on for you. <laughs> I know you really wanted thirty seven five, and you were hoping thirty five. We got twenty five. I can't take it. I have about thirty. Done. <laughs> or how about this twenty nine nine? Done. <laughs> so you like you just like get like the gender inequity problem now is that there's people conscious of it, so women are always gonna get more than they deserve. And 
men are always going to get less than they deserve because you make people conscious of it. Except the thing is, it was like when the women's soccer team said, I want to get paid less. I want to get paid more money. We had the highest televised game in American uh, women's sports history and in world women's sports history. Like, yeah, in other countries, women don't play sports, number one. That's why you're whenever you're in the World Cup, every fucking time, you win the championship every fucking time. And, yeah, it's the highest watched thing because people have it on their kitchen television and they're kind of paying attention. It's like, that's half of them. And the other half of them, you know, are kind of fans. This, there's no real diehard women soccer fans that I'm friends with. I'm sure they exist, but, like... What, you want the same as the men? The men don't even make the tournament and their fucking team draws more money when they play in one game than you guys do in five. Guys, business can't come down to gender unless your boss is number one, like my mom, spending money that's not theirs in a stupid and immoral and illegal way. Or you have somebody that's the boss that it's their money and they're just acting like it's some fucking nominal, like out of fucking nowhere like decision. Like how much do you get paid? I'm going to see if she's a woman. I'm going to fuck her over. If she's a man, I'm going to give her more. Like, guys, I run my own business. Uh-uh. Here's how it goes. You're either generous or you are cutthroat because you know that this world is going to be cutthroat than you. And when unexpected things happen in the market and your business is fucking has its back against the wall, not one of those people that you were fucking way too generous to is going to even remember it. And they probably all left because they were weak to begin with and you shouldn't have fucking hired them. But instead, you gave them more money than they asked for for no reason. And, you know, if it's your money, you know what you're doing every time? What I'm doing. I get it. But here's the thing. I'm from Jersey, right? They say, New York, New York, you make it there, you make it anywhere. Where do you think all the people that work there fucking live? New Jersey. I get it. It's not the nicest thing. It doesn't make me feel great. But you know what I would do after I hired her at that low wage and promised her that if she did good, I'd give her what she dreamed and the cost of living? I'd coach her that next year on why she made a mistake. I would tell her right away. And I would tell her, so here's what I'm going to do with you. If you would have started to hear in three years, the other people that got somewhere in the middle, I, mean, I couldn't tell her. I would never reveal my high numbers. So I'd say 50,000 is what we could have started yet. The people, other people that got 50,000, if they have great performance and we give them cost of living wage, you know, like they're going to be probably close to you know 57.5 in three years, maybe 60. No, no, 55. Right? I'm trying to think. Hold on. No, 55. 55,000 in three years. I'm going to tell him, look, I just told you that I'm going to give you the bump that you wanted. 30 to 37.5 if, if you have an exceptional performance after the first year plus cost of living. It'll be 40, right? And I would have talked to him. I said, look, and then if you have, if you are in the top third of my staff in whatever category, I am going to put you the second year, I'm going to bring you from 40 to 50. So starting your third year, guess what? Everyone else is that was hired at 50, you know, they're making like 53 now. 
but you have my attention because you stepped up and then I'm going to look at them and I'm going to fucking challenge them and that next year you know that the third year I'm going to watch everyone's performance the other one's going to already know and I'm going to tell her look so here's the deal if you can finish in the top 10% of my performance evaluations I'm going to give you 60,000 about that and not one of them are going to get anything except cost of living I'm going to tell them that they were hired at the lowest point and there was a couple people higher lower than that because they negotiated correctly and the thing is is that this person has proven better so here's what I want I want you to prove to me that you are worth, you know, the extra money we're paying. I've I sufficiently motivated the whole staff. Business! You know what's going to happen? It's going to happen usually. Those three people that got, you know, that, that uh, $50,000 offer. Two of them are going to bitch to each other about, like, who the fuck do I think I am? One of them is going to step up. And the one that got paid the least is going to be making sixty grand in the top percent. Because, like, she worked for it. Then I'm going to sit her down and show her the face in her fifth year. Show her the fucking budget and everything. And she's going to end up, I'm going to tell her, I think you should go to school and get your master's degree. And if uh, you do me the honor, the privilege, and humble me by allowing me to be a mentor to you in your career, I would be very glad to do so. And I'm going to make sure that that person is qualified, is tough, is more well-rounded, and just a better fit for the company than the three that you're giving it to at the lowest level because they are the lowest level, but they did their homework. And you know what? That's how I'd handle it. I've had seven situations like that in my career. You know what's happened? The exact same thing I just said all seven times. The question is, well, the master's degree wasn't always an issue, but let's just keep it on money. The fifth year, the one that I hired at 30, right? It's fucking 30, fucking 40% less than the lowest budget, uh, you know, allowed was making more than everyone that ever appears that came in the same year and got hired at the bottom rung. Because you figure, you know, if you're taking 50, you did your homework, like I said, you get, but you're still getting the lowest end offer I can give. And the one that got way lower always was out working the other three. And always the second person was the one that listened to what I said, understood it, and stepped up enough but they're still the bottom rung, and that's why they were given the base low salary by me. You know, they came in, they hit it with me, they they, they knew the industry enough, and they you know that they knew that my budget was going to be that, so they kind of knew that anything less, I'm lying. Okay, good, you did your homework on that. This person didn't, but guess what? I knew that that person had something. Honesty, integrity, hard work, Hunger, and I fed her hunger with intelligence and wisdom and advice and challenges. And I made her into the best 
one of all of them. And by the way, it was always a female. So in the fifth year, I made this person always a supervisor. Every time. You know what happened when I hired uh, people to work at the restaurant? As a busboy and a hostess, and I promoted them to server. This was in 2015 and 2018. One of them was uh, 18 when I hired, 19 when I hired him to both bus tables. 18, no, no uh, restaurant experience. The girl, no work experience. She was 16. It's going on 17, I think. Every one of my uh, my restaurant was voted best Italian restaurant in Denver three years in a row. And I got a call from Open Table today. They're saying, just to let you know, um, it's on the fence. You were running uh, as the number one restaurant for June. Um, after you left, they're calling me. They're not supposed to do this. After you left in July, uh, you weren't in the top 20 in any of the months we surveyed. Usually when it is a incumbent and they have... <laughs> For 30 straight months, been ranked the number one. And they have a bad six months, we give it to them. What do you think? I said, can you care to tell me which are the criteria that you, you know, I never knew why you gave me number one. What are the criteria that we uh, measure? And they told me, and I'm like, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. There's, you give them a pass because there is some... Uh, you know, valid reason that they need a transition period. And then there's some other reasons that they're just not executing because leadership is not qualified. And, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't take into account that the six months I was there, that, you know, they get credit for. As a matter of fact, I'm being nice by even, you know, going as far as to see what your criteria are and, and like, you know, making a, you know, pluses and minus board. You know what? We came up with, we're going to give it to him. And I said, here's the deal. I promise you, you're going to give it to him next year, too. Because two of the supervisors are those 16 going on 17. And the 18 going on 19 people that I hired. They went from busser and hostess to food runner to expo to server to training server to bartender from to lead bartender, to training bartender, to shift supervisor, and, uh, you know, and that's that. And, uh, <clears throat> they are running the show, so I told them the story about Open Table, that they it was on the fence. They definitely didn't deserve it because I'd be doing an open table disservice because I know that means that you'd have been an absolute shit show. If I gave him six months to number one, then when I left, it all the next six months, they weren't in the top 20. You know the things they were missing on? Things like closing early, customer service, like attitude towards the customer, knowledge of menu, all things, you know, People like to be honest. So I said to them, look, 
Open Tables agreed to give me a month-to-month review for 2022. And I asked them to please give it to me for the first quarter. And uh, here's the criteria you're going to be measuring. You just have an advantage. None of the restaurants, uh, you know, none of the restaurants have this unless they really research it. Here's where you are strong. Here's where you're weak. Hallie, the one that I hired at 16, stepped up. She's smart enough to know the, to take the weakest spots. They were all rated 4.5 or higher out of 5. That's right. And the other guy, he got his act together and acted like a leader because the one who's actually a boss has no experience. Like, he's the boss. And I was like, yo, act like me, pal. He stepped up. My pups. I'm proud of them. One's a woman, one's a gay man. There is no gender inequity. There's a tough-ass, smart boss. I know I'm only giving you my example, but here's the thing. That's enough. I was a manager of a restaurant at 19. I'm sorry, at 17 in the summer. No, he was 18 in the summer before I went to college. And then I managed when I got back. Oh, my God. Like, I got out of college and was recruited to be a manager by a charge. I never, ever worked in a position that was not management. And the one time I did, it was to see as like an experiment uh, because I was consulting for the sports authority and I said I'd really like to learn the things from the ground up. Within three months, they offered me my own store, brand new. They were just building it. I took the offer and then I uh, decided to leave the company because I wanted to just do the consulting. Um, but you know, thing was, I was consulting the whole time. Nobody knew. I, I, uh, brought the store manager that I saw that was one of the rock stars with me because in retail, running your own store is like a joke. You have the bottom of the barrel employees, at least at that level. I'm not talking about if it's like Neiman Marcus Nordstrom's, uh, um, you know, Hermes, like uh, the people that will come in or like the privately owned suit store where the people come in dressed like they're millionaires to work and you have to make appointments with them to shop. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the other ones that are fucking falling off the chains. Yeah, you should. I just wanted to see what it was about so I learned a little about the industry and the uh, guy was a cool guy. I was actually uh, hired to consult to uh, organize the liquidation because they were going to go bankrupt. And, uh, you know, if I were uh, someone that was willing to go outside of the law, which I'm not, <laughs> I would have tipped them off six months in advance uh, that the company's going out of business. So you've got to hold them by the balls and get a $25,000 a year raise um, by asking for $50,000 a year highest, higher salary before they drop the bomb four months later that they had two months left. I told them, look, they, they need you. They're not going to go recruit someone else. They were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who cares? And then that money gave them enough money to coast. Don't touch this day. He's a district manager for... Uh, Dick Sporting Goods. I know business. 
I know if there's a gender inequity thing, here's the thing. You have a fucking misogynist, sexist person that's the boss. And it's probably a corporate position, and they probably shouldn't be the boss. If you look at every single privately owned business in America, you're going to find there's almost no wage gap. None. In corporate America, I'm telling you, here's the ladies. Don't feel bad. You're not lesser. The ladies I took and trained are much tougher than the men, actually, because they, uh, I don't know, like, it's something about it. They, they don't get too aggressive when there's an opportunity to, it's like all the banks. You know the three banks that didn't go bankrupt in uh, the 09 crash? They were in Scandinavia. All three of them, CEOs were women. Only three CEO women banks, in the only three banks in the world that have CEOs that are women, they did not produce a loss during the crash. Every other bank in the world either like fucking went under, needed a bailout, or took significant hits run by men. Do we have a gender inequity problem? I don't know. Like I said, if you're a real leader, you can't afford to look at gender and like pay more or treat differently because you have business to run. Ladies, I hate to say this, but just the nature of you thinking that's real shows your complete lack of understanding of the gender issue. And before I made this comment, I hate to tell you, you're going to have to email me in the comment section. I have six women in the business world that are CEOs now that all started from the bottom. They want to give their opinion on gender issues. I have 20 people that started from the bottom, and 10 of them are paid less than uh, the average man. 10 of them are paid the same as the average man. And they have their opinions to have recorded them. I'm going to warn you. You're not going to really like what women that work hard that are successful and understand business and just are a little sharper thinking uh, think about this issue and then when I let you hear the examples of the 10 that are, got paid less than the average man you know you let me know if, uh, if you were the boss if you would pay them more that's all I'm going to say one of them I said okay so look we're going to talk about the wage indifference and everything that uh, people were going over with gender inequity. She said, huh? <laughs> I was wearing a suit and I told her to come in because there was a $500 stipend involved. She'd be paid for answering the question. Huh? was the first thing she said to me. <clears throat> she used the word like 47 times while answering the next four questions I asked her. The nine after her got worse. <laughs> so I'm saying, guys, it is a tough world out there. If you are from the woke and millennial, Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever it is, generation, you all have this attitude like, I, I want to get paid more. I want a promotion. Like, but you never even show up to work and work hard. Something you don't even show up to work. It's because you don't pay me enough to motivate me to do so. I'm like, 
pay me and you'll see. I'm one of the best. And they say, oh, honey. Or, oh, dude. You're fired. <laughs> Did you just say that if I give you a raise and promote you, you'll show me how good you are? I'm just firing you so you can, like, go, go, uh, get it over with, you know? I'm trying to speed up the process of you never learning your lesson because that is what your parents raised you to believe. Go read all of history and see where it shows you. When you start at the top, <laughs> that's when you really show people you can work hard before you've even proven that you have the ability to do so. And it always works out that way. You always work better than the people that worked for the job that you want and prove that they deserve it. I even did a survey on people that were given the job with no experience on the evaluations in the corporate setting. We had 100 samples. Do you know how many people out of 100 that had no experience that were hired or people with experience had a higher performance rating in their first year? Three. Three. They had higher than average performance rating. You know what else? They all came in so under, so overqualified with like uh, college and other like areas of profession. They just were not, you know, had no experience in that particular job. And all three of those people, when I looked in the interview notes, there's something about being a fast learner, like they were pretty much owning right up front. Like, I'm not qualified, I know it. It would be a risk to take me on. I want less money, but I want something incentive-based. They're the only three. Guys, such a thing as ageism. The gender inequality gap is more of a sexist boss issue. And that is not a social issue about gender. That is that company's problem with why are they hiring sexist bosses they need to internally figure that out but there is no gender inequality I'm sorry and I know I'm not going to be 100% right on that but 80% of the time it's absolutely impossible to prove if you say that you cannot use average salary as the only criteria uh, don't forget, comment if you would like to be beaten over the head with all of the proof that I am right on this one. Guys, it's been fun. I love Social Issue Day. And just to let you know, men aren't that tough either. I just saw the last man leave throw his clipboard up in the air. So I guess the bottom line is, if you're not me, <laughs> or Lauren, He's smoking a cigarette next to me right now, staring at me like I am gonna have to uh, think I'm done for work for the day, but get ready for round two. God, she's right, because that sandwich was good. Do you guys even hear me chewing on the air? No. Achievement was smart enough to make me a sandwich that had soft bread and something I could kind of gum. What was that? I don't even tell me. Guys, I gotta go. I forget what I was saying. She's doing that thing on button again. I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you have had fun. You have permission to put the umbrellas up. Glad we survived the brainstorm. Toughen up, women. You got it in you.
My fucking protege's all fucking shine. Lauren's about to shine four to five times. Trust me. Eight if she gives me the time. You know, and those uh, stories apart, I got one more I just thought of. Because, you know, the idea is that this was going to get worse or going to get better. I like to uh, submit that it's already getting better. I'm going to tell you a story about these two girls. We're going to call them dum-dum and really dum-dum. No, we're going to call them dum-dum and dancey dum-dum. More about them right after this. Speaking of gender inequity, guys, I got two girls that work for me at the restaurant. One of them started like, all right, first of all, let me let me tell you this negotiation. This girl's mom gets her the job, right? And I promise her mom I'd give her a job as a hostess. And then, you know, like three days later, about the same time, like I was expecting her to come in and introduce herself, this other girl comes in. And, uh, as a guy, you want to take a seat, have an interview. I remember she was like sat down and like, like crossed her legs and like crossed her arms. Like, nobody, I'm supposedly very intimidating to interview with. This girl is probably intimidated now that I know her, but she puts on a pretty damn good front. How about this? Gender inequity. She did not mention to me that she, in fact, was the girl whose mother got her the job. <laughs> she didn't want her mom to get her a job, a minimum wage job as a hostess, when she was like 16 or 17 or some shit. And, uh, you know, then she fucking came back the next year, negotiated a raise. Like, we don't give hostesses raises. <laughs> you get promoted when you're old enough to be a server. And she got on me to be a server. While she was at college, she started negotiating it. And I called her. And I was like, I pretty much gave her a contract. I was like, so here's what I'm going to do. I need you to, like, run the place because it's a shit show on weekends. But the weekdays, I'll give you a schedule and you'll make money. And, like, the girl that started after her. She came in the interview with me, probably like, I think she let her in like a year ahead. This girl um, did not go away to college, so she like advanced past the first one, even though the first one started earlier. This girl was scared shitless in the interview. I had to like buy her like a, like a hair makeover to like, uh, what do you call it? Like come out of the shy show. She finally did, and uh, those two proceeded to be pains in their asses, and uh, they would pretty much tell me when they were going home and when they were coming in, and they were not even 18. I can't even explain this part just because of how many music ads, but they even, they even did something to me. <laughs> uh, 
And I'm not a fucking sucker. They convinced me that they had this hobby, okay? And like they, you know, were really good at this game that they played in this hobby. And I got nervous because, you know, it was like they were like playing traffic or something, right? It was dangerous for someone their age. And um, so I figure, you know, like when your parents, like back in the day, they catch you smoking cigarettes, they make you smoke a whole pack in the shed so you never want to do it again. I had that idea in my head. Like, all right, let's go play in traffic together. See how fucking tough they are. And they fucking, like, you know, were, were like, fine, visibly. And uh, a year later, they told me that they were just lying to me about the hobby. They just wanted to, like, uh, hang out and uh, drink at my bar and, <laughs> um, you know, do dangerous things. And... They knew that I would act that way to protect them, and they just fucking played me like a fiddle. Except that, you know, they will also admit that playing in traffic, they almost got hit by like 11 cars because the amount of traffic I play in is not normal. And, uh, <laughs> these girls are Gen Z. Um, I want you to talk to them about gender inequity. I am going to be the biggest asshole in business, you know, in my new city of Denver. And I had this high school girl and then her high school friend who didn't talk become the most talkative person I've ever heard. And then together it was like a nightmare. But like, this girl came in with a guaranteed job, negotiated a fucking position with hours like specifically set around like softball and dance and shit like things that I didn't do but like she was very impressive in the interview in the back of my head I was like fuck how am I gonna tell the other one's mom like and then like I I bring all her paperwork in the back office and I see her last name I'm like what the fuck that was her and I called her mom and told her that and she's like Oh, that little shit, she just doesn't want to give me credit. I'm like, I don't know if that was it. I just don't think she, I think she was aware. She didn't need, like, this wasn't like I was giving her a job to, like, run for vice president. (laughs) She didn't need, like, a nomination or a recommendation. Like, she was, like, pretty much 16 years old. Be like, yeah, mom, I think I can handle it. And by the way, I have an experience doing it, so... It's kind of all they look for. And she was very organized, and I, I fucking gave her managerial responsibilities that her friend later took over because she went away to college. And when she's come back, she'd be competitive about it. So, I don't know. I, I think of these two girls, oh, and the other girl, her friend that started after her, is now like the assistant general manager. So, like, I, what I do know is if neither of them went away to college, when I fucking got offered that half million dollar check to leave, fucking, uh, I have a feeling they might have been, like, the GM and the AGM or the co-GMs together. And then I, I want to go on record saying the place would have burned down, but, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I think that, like, 
don't know. I just am saying that I think the gender inequity gap affected largely the people have a voice now, the people that are like between 40 and 50. That in retrospect, they look back and found out what, like, as they retired, what other people made. I'm talking a lot about the female athletes that don't like, they don't make as much as the male athletes. Well, nobody watches girls' sports, so where's the money going to come from? It's not really the same thing. But I know that I have seen this new generation. You know, like, and I gotta tell you, like, I'm Gen X, millennial, borderline, like, I don't think about gender when I hire people. <laughs> I'll say it a million times. Um, I just can't see these, uh, you know, like, younger, younger people, like, even really looking at this. But here's what you're doing with the service of, like, I can picture both these girls getting riled up about that issue not giving themselves credit because they do have a problem with that it's like they never have high self-confidence but they do it's weird it's like they have it around me the only person that no one has it around but uh not around anyone else unbelievable <laughs> it's like did you guys know you just did the impossible twice like to me but uh i don't want you people polluting those girls heads Cause they're not the only girls. I can't be like that fucking like lucky that I had like the two like toughest girls in America fucking come, you know, break fucking uh, the gender equity barrier at my privately owned restaurant in Cherry Creek, please. I don't even think those girls were like the vocal. Actually, they were. They were like the vocal ones of their friend group. There's this other Hawaiian girl or something. She was pretty good too. Other than that, they're friends with like shitheads one through twenty. But um, yeah, I I have faith in the, that generation. I'm telling you, I think they'll be fine. I think that the people that got fucked over gender inequity wise are gen like my parents and their parents, and I think they're gonna be fine. It's not acceptable anymore Plain and simple And these girls are fucking tough The guys are the pussies now It's all you We all know when the time has come for change In primary care That time is now Taking control of your health begins here when you choose to face the truth and move forward. Learn faster with technology. Advance beyond a system that sees disease as bad luck. Embrace the path of informed prevention. Dig in, find answers. Make changes early with a doctor who equates to a partner who can connect every dot for you. From the truth within your genes to your blood and the data in your every day. Be supported. Know that you are not waiting for the moment when bad health just happens to you. You're here, creating your future. Plan, 
set goals, unleash progress, be part of a new kind of primary care. All from one simple decision. To take control. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our sponsor, Forward Medical Care. I enjoy uh, this and every other product that I pitch on this show because it will be a product that I am personally a consumer of. You uh, have my word. Going to the doctor preventatively before you're sick is the way to approach your health care. You know why every other country on earth has free health care? Because the requirement is that you go every three months to be scanned like this. And they don't have referrals and primary care and specialists and blood labs and this and urine labs and this and that and co-pays and all of these things that make it uh, very, very time-consuming and expensive. They check you when you're not sick constantly, constantly. And then when they see something start to spike, they tell you, hey, your blood looks a little off. Hey, your bones are a little dense. Hey, do this. Eat more protein. Eat more fiber. Eat more potassium. Uh, increase your exercise, decrease the sunlight, whatever it is, they tell you. And then the next, and they say, we want to see you back in two weeks. And you can go whenever you want. There's never a wait. You just go into this scanner, scan you, put your hand on there. Within 12 minutes, your entire diagnosis is done. It is so cool. And then on your app, you literally text message your doctor. I'm like, what does this chart mean? What does this mean? What does that mean about blood? What does that mean about my muscles? And what happens is that you see percentage chances of having different disorders. Diagnoses happen before the disease. If you see you have a 40% chance of developing diabetes in the next 10 years and a 70% chance in the next 20, guess what? We're gonna save you millions of dollars in medical care because you're gonna stop eating sugar now and make it a 0% chance. It's not rocket science, people. Does that make sense to you? Fuck. People are saying, oh, this is some hipster technology doctor's off. No. We have doctors in this country driving Rolls Royces and paying four million a year because whenever you say my shoulder hurts, brain surgery, prescription of Oxy. Our fucking system is fucked up. Nurses making 120K a year. Are you kidding me? They went to county college. Anesthesiologist, 250. No wonder you can't fucking fix healthcare and get away for free. It's like we have a gold-plated fucking healthcare system. Fuck. Anyway, Dr. Smith's medical advice brought to you by forward your new primary care physician all right guys i want to close it up i just want to thank everyone for joining i want to thank the uh eight cowards that left the uh booth today actually seven that left the booth and i want to uh <clears throat> update you guys on the one that didn't my boss She's just reconsidered. I'm hired and I got a raise. And she got eight raises. Bang! I call my shot like Babe Ruth. And she is kind of not okay with that because she's not sure how she's going to make her look as a professional. And she's definitely not helping the women's women's, uh, issues that we just talked about in gender equality. But I hope you learned something today. You can... Your way out of a problem. We have just confirmed that all of our sponsors are interested in becoming exclusive sponsors. 
we have fired two of the people that 60 minutes ago were added to babysit me. When I say we, I mean, I don't know. Whoever the fuck works at Spotify, Anchor, whatever the hell, whatever the hell station is like paying me to come on this week after the one last week kicked me off. This is cool. <laughs> I think I found my niche. I'm getting thrown out every week and a new person to fucking get me on. While I get my boss off. Hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Hockey's three periods. <laughs> this is an omission. Guys, thank you for watching. I hope you learned something today. Alright, I really hope you do. Because I took a lot of conflict with a lot of people that were nervous about this issue. Okay? I told you exactly how I felt. And I made the boss of all of them. Well, I made it back to a little inappropriate, but it wasn't sexual harassment. Um, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to deal with uh, having her not be my boss anymore. Actually, guys, everybody write in. I want Lauren to be my producer. Lauren is my producer. I want my boss to be the lady that I am having sex with during the intermissions. Because I believe I am a much more entertaining person when I curse my boss off, make her so mad that she comes in and has anger sex with me, and then makes me a sandwich in the middle of the show. It was beautiful. Man, it made women look so bad. It was such not my intention. Women, bottom line, you all have it in you. Go get a fucking book on how to negotiate a salary, all right? Talk to your co-workers about how you're being paid versus them. And then if you find that, you know, you're being way underpaid, here's what you do. You start performing poorly at your job while you're marketing yourself. And by the way, contact me. I'll make your resume. I guarantee you I will make you the resume that you didn't even know existed. Like, what the fuck is this? What is this, a poster for my rock concert? No. I read resumes for a living. This is the one that when you get 150 of them flying in because everyone needs a job. This is the one that they read because it sticks out. Because it's graphically designed and blinking. And it's very, very concise to the point and it uses quantitative measures. It shows that you research it. It's, you know... It's why I am who I am, and I get to talk and get paid for it, and do what I I just did. What a way to end the month! It's been such a hard month. I just have two people assigned to babysit me fired. Fucking three of them, four of them, what, four of them walk out, and then get my boss to go from hating me to, do you consider marrying me? Hold on, it's a seven second delay. Would you consider marrying me in the future if I wanted to get married? (laughs) <laughs> she said, we'll see how round three goes. Wow. You're really not helping women here. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. This has been an RX Smith production. Good night, bitches.